there's a poem, well, it's not a poem, it's a story that just comes to mind right now, actually, which I really should have researched, but uh, uh, I heard it years ago. I don't know how it goes entirely, but the message is clear enough. Uh, the, the chorus of, of the, the story or the poem is good look, bad look, who knows, right? So the story goes then, uh, um, so there's a man working outside and he falls off a ladder and breaks a leg. And everyone thinks, oh, but then the good look, bad look, who knows? The country went to war, and so all the young men of that age were drafted, but he got out of it because he had a broken leg. Good look, bad look, who knows, and so on. So the whole story goes to show that the way things work out, we don't necessarily know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It depends. It depends. So, so often things happen that are unexpected or unwanted, uh, and we don't necessarily know or see this, this greater plan of God as to why God will allow something like this. Uh, just in, in kind of a, a micro uh, example of that, uh, one of our girls here was a, a close contact and had to isolate, right? And she's a person who wouldn't really like isolating or isolation or being on her own or not being with people all the time. So she was up in one of the hermitages for a week, which felt like about 14 years, I think, to her. So, uh, and she was just like, do you know, so why, why, why would this happen? I mean, I'm so bored up here, I'm so bored up here. And I just thought, it just, it just became really clear to me, like, how, well, what if the Lord has given you these seven days, right? to really actually deepen your prayer life. You've nothing else to do. Go do that. Go do something useful. Rather than, oh, poor me. No offense to whoever that person is. Uh, <laughs> just, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm making it a little broader than it needs to be. But uh, yeah, uh, rather than just saying, you know, poor me, like I'm stuck up here now. Rather than saying, I've got seven days. I've got seven, 10 days or seven days, whatever it may be. I've got uh, seven days now that I don't have to do all these other things, these, I don't have all these other distractions, so I've got seven days to work on my prayer life. Okay. And she did. And what was very interesting was, after a couple of days, and it did take a couple of days, because it can be hard to kind of motivate yourself to, to, to do something like this, she realized that this, to use her expression, this prayer stuff works. This prayer stuff works. Because for, for us here, for us as, as Catholics in general, for us here in Holy Family, Prayer is part of our program, but, that, but it, unfortunately, it can, it can stay there. It can stay as part of the program and never get in here. Just like prayer can become part of our weekly program. We go to Mass once a week, right? So it's there. It's part of our weekly program. But it may never get in here. And that's, that's where it's at. Like, this prayer stuff works. But it, unless, we, unless we allow that into our lives, unless we allow that to work, uh, it'll just be external observance and it's nice and it's good but we'll never really know the Lord in today's gospel the Lord works this great miracle uh, of the, this miraculous catch of, 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 of loaves and fi uh, loaves oh, fish sorry they caught fish they didn't catch loaves they caught fish um, so you, you did spot that are you awake you did spot that no I don't think anyone spotted it until I pointed it out <laughs> okay they caught fish right in a lake um <laughs> So, so they caught a huge number of fish, so much so that the nets began to tear. They called over the, the friends and they, they filled both boats until both boats are just about at sinking point. Okay, now when the Lord sees this, this miracle, obviously, you know, he knew what he was doing, he knew why he was doing it. But when Peter sees this miracle, he goes, leave me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. It's an interesting reaction. He gets, in a way, what he's always wanted. He gets the answer to his prayers. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is worth a lot financially, if nothing else. Uh, but when he sees it, when he gets it, 
Leave me, Lord. I'm not, I'm not worthy of this. Now, there's, there's a good side to feeling unworthy and there's a bad side. There's a good side to feeling unworthy in that before God, we are very small, you know, and we do not tell God what to do. On the other side, it's not good to, uh, to feel so unworthy that I don't want anything from him. You know, I'm not good enough, so I won't pray because he, he won't listen to me anyway, or I don't deserve anything good from him. That's, that's, that's too far the other direction. So it's kind of, if you will, somewhere, somewhere in the middle, recognizing that, that before God, I'm, I'm very, very small, and I'm not here to command and tell God what to do at all. But at the same time, I should come to him as a trust-filled child. A trust-filled child. This whole prayer thing in, in, in the church, it's, it, can, it can be greatly misunderstood. Very often, it's seen as a, a chore, something that one must do, one should do to keep God happy. But I think all too rarely, we see it as something life-giving. All too rarely, we see it as something that, that expresses a relationship that we have with a living God. Because if, if I don't see it as a relationship, it's only a chore, and if it's only a chore, I'll eventually stop doing it. Because who will check me? Who will check up to make sure I have it done? So today, I just wanted to think about or focus on, on that, just our, our, own, our own prayer lives and the miracles that can and do happen because of prayer. There's just, there, there are so many. I mean, if, if, if we looked, often when our young people tell their testimonies, you see how God worked very personally in their lives and how there was a person of prayer or maybe parents of prayer or uh, some retreat. There was some influence of prayerful people somewhere that just changes things at a certain point or reveals things at a certain point that allows them to, to meet God in a completely different way. But it's all the power of prayer. When it comes to prayer, one of the, the, the difficulties that, that has crept into to modern thought is that we see prayer as almost like kind of bargaining with God. I give him what he wants, he gives me what I want. So it's like a trade. I give you a certain amount of time, a certain number of rosaries, then you give me what I want. And, and that's, that's a misunderstanding of what prayer is. So two things to clarify there. Um, when a child comes to mom or dad asking for anything, the mom or dad doesn't give the child what they want because the child has done their chores, because the child did okay in a test in school, because the child was punctual to dinner. The parent gives the child what they ask because the parent loves them. Now, the parent also knows better than the child, more often than not, if what they ask for is actually good. Uh, I remember there's um, someone who may or may not be present in this chapel at the moment who, who, whose mom um, knew that, okay, the child is hungry, good, uh, so we'll give him a rice cake. And he said, uh, peanut butter or Nutella? Peanut butter? Peanut butter or Nutella? He said, maybe peanut butter? And mom said, no, knowing that he'd, he'd have a sugar high, then he won't go to sleep and it'll wreck, you know, the, the rhythm of the, the sleeps and rests. Uh, and she goes, no, 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 no peanut butter. And he goes, mm -hmm. maybe peanut butter. <laughs> you know, but mom knows, no, if we, if, we give him the, if we give him the peanut butter, he'll be bouncing off the furniture and then he won't get his nap and then we'll be up all night. So, no. Um, that's why, for example, for all of you listening out there, never pray to win the lottery because you won't. Never pray to win the lottery because you won't. I'm, if my mom is listening, mom, never pray to win the lottery because you won't. Because the Lord loves you too much to give you that much money. He loves you too much to give you so much that you'll wreck your life. So you, it won't happen. Do not pray to win the lottery. It's not going to happen. Okay, so in prayer, 
We don't have to bargain with God, but we approach him as a trust-filled child. Trust-filled. Trust. We believe that the Lord, what the Lord wants for us is good. And then secondly, uh, that in prayer, we might not always get exactly what we ask for. And that's good because sometimes we ask for the wrong things. We don't always get exactly what we ask for. Often we do, often we will. If you look back in, the, in your life, the things you have prayed for, the things you've, you've pleaded God for, so often we've gotten them. So often we actually have. Uh, even just a couple of months ago, I did the, the, the wedding of a, a friend of mine, and she was praying for years for a really good husband, and she said, look, St. Joseph, I want you to find me a, a good husband. And, uh, well, look, if I'm going to pray for it, let's go all out. Tall, dark, and handsome, and, uh, and a good cook, and... What else was there? There was some other condition. Okay, that's grand. So, lo and behold, anyway, a couple of months later, she meets this guy. Well, she goes to a prayer meeting and sees this guy uh, who's from Mauritius, so a little more tanned than your average paddy. And, uh, and she goes over and she says, very pleased. They were, they were introduced. And uh, she says, well, very pleased to meet you. I'm, I'm Aoife. What's your name? I'm Joe. Joe. Joseph. Hmm. And uh, what do you uh, what what do you do? Are you, are you you know you're passing through. You're living, working here. Oh yeah, I work here. Yeah. Oh, excellent. What do you do? I'm a chef. Oh. <laughs> tick, 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 tick. <laughs> and and voila, they got married there a couple of months ago. Uh, but like, so so often we pray for things, we actually do get them. But on the occasions when we don't get what we prayed for, we always get the Lord we always get Jesus and that's what we have to be I think very very aware of I think I think that's I think that's so consoling because so often I mean in in my own prayer life I'm praying for something to happen or something to change or someone to get helped and and it doesn't happen immediately but in fidelity to prayer while you're praying while you continue praying your faith keeps growing your relationship with the Lord keeps deepening so even though you didn't get exactly what you wanted or when you wanted it or how you wanted it in every occasion you prayed, you got the Lord. And that's, that's, that's greater than any gift. That's greater than any gift. When Simon Peter saw the Lord's miracle, he fell at the knees of Jesus saying, Leave me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. But Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on it is men that you will catch. And bringing their boats back to land, they left everything and followed him. Lord Jesus, you are a God of plenty. You are a God who knows our hearts and our, knows our deepest needs. You know our insecurities. You know our losses. You know our fears. You know our, our spiritual laziness. Lord, we bring ourselves to you as we are, just like St. Peter. And maybe we don't feel worthy of any particular grace from you. But Lord, you wish to grant it freely, gratuitously, not because we earned it. Help us, Lord, to receive your gift. Help us, Lord, to find you in prayer. Help us, Lord, to trust you. 